Welcome to Not Meddling, Just Mothering. We're so glad you joined us again. Today we are going to be commemorating Father's Day by honoring our fathers and our husbands with certain memories or advice or things that they used to say that made an impact in our lives and in our kids' lives. So we hope you enjoy. Take a listen. Hi, well, hello, Missy. How are you? Good. Doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. We are actually recording on Father's Day today, and we're just going to chat about some of the things that our fathers and our husbands have impacted our lives and our our kids' lives. So before that, we want to go ahead and share our wins. And I can share mine first, which is my oldest daughter who is going to college. She just sent us her final grades, and she finished with a 4.0. So we're so excited about that. Great. That's hard. It it is. So she is just doing really well, and we're so excited for her. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. My win is that my daughter and her husband are going to be homeowners again. They had owned a house in Georgia, sold it, and then they moved to Charleston and have decided even in this crazy environment that it makes more sense to buy than rent. So they're going to be buying a house and I think they close in a couple of weeks. So it is nice. It's they've got a garage, two car garage and a boat dock that they can share with the neighborhood. So kind of a fun thing. Yeah, that's a really good win. Homeownership is a very big accomplishment in this day and age. So that's good for them. How about your struggles? Do you have a struggle you would like to share? So I had a little bit of a a surgical procedure done on my scalp that I thought was going to be simple, but I think it was more complicated when at the end they explained I have three layers of my head that got stitches. So obviously the outer layer, some inner layer, and then some deep layer underneath that. So it it feels like it was a lot. I can't see it because it's on the back of my head, but it's enough to to keep me up at night and to to keep me um, really exhausted because of the pain. So Right. So we postponed for a few days our recording and she's still not feeling well today, but she's going to push through. So yeah, I get that struggle. I think for me, it's for my three youngest kids. They are now in the process of looking for a new place to stay. They're all going in different directions separately. And so my oldest daughter is going to live on campus at the college that she's going to in Southern California. So she has a place to stay. My son thought he had a place to stay, but found out that he can't use the kitchen or the laundry facilities there. So he's like, that's not a good place because I need to eat and wash my clothes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's the struggle. I would appreciate prayer for him for finding a place. And then my youngest daughter, she thinks she might have found a place. She put an application in, but has not heard back. And, you know, it's just so much money to live out there in California. Her other option is moving back to Colorado as well. And could probably rent a two-bedroom for the price that they rent a studio apartment out there. So that's an option, and she could move in with her brother here, and they could share an apartment so they don't have to live with mom and dad. But I would definitely appreciate prayer for all of them while they figure out what their next season looks like and the living situation for that as well. Yeah, 
And while we're talking about praying for each other, I just want to mention to our listener, Grace, that we are still praying for your daughter. And we know that God has a plan for her and that he is going to bring something good out of what has been painful. I just wanted to mention that. Most definitely. Yes. And also, if it's okay, I wanted to mention the family that my husband and I are praying for and actually doing a fundraiser for because they were our assistant directors out at the orphanage that we served at in Rwanda in 2012. And so they are local nationals from Rwanda, but they ended up moving to Malawi to start a small business because it was easier there. And just recently, I think it was May 17th, they, they were told that they couldn't have a business there. All their goods were confiscated and they were put into a, kind of like a refugee camp. And so they've been living in this camp and it's just been really difficult for them, of course, and they want to go back home. So we are fundraising for them to get the means to get back home and hopefully a little extra so they can get resettled. But if you guys could keep them in your prayers, that would be awesome because I can't imagine the struggle that they're having. Just keep them in your prayers as well. And Asha, when we publish this podcast, let's put the link for the fundraising in it in case anybody wants to donate to that need. Okay. That, that sounds good too. I hadn't thought of that. Okay. But today we want to commemorate Father's Day. You know, they say that the day that has the most long distance phone calls is Mother's Day. And the day with the least long distance phone calls is Father's Day, mm -hmm. which is so interesting to me. But we just wanted to take some time to, to honor the fathers that are in our lives, which my father passed away in 2009, but he was such a godly and good man. And he just instilled so much in me that I can't not mention him. And we just thought, well, what are some of the sayings or some of the advice that our fathers or our husbands have given our children or given us? And, and can we share them on here? And I think the one thing, I'm, there's so much, but the one thing I want to mention, which is like a little poem my dad used to always tell me, and it just stuck with me because it's so easy to remember. And it was, Good, better, best, never let it rest until your good is better and your better is the best. I'm not sure who wrote that, but he would always tell me that. Even, especially when I would feel down about if I didn't do something as well as I'd hoped I'd done it, he would just tell me, just keep doing, just keep practicing because you'll just get better and better. So I just really appreciated that about my dad, that he wasn't one of those fathers who would just come down on me hard. I think I came down more hard on myself than he did. So he saw that and, and wisdom that he had would encourage me not to get so down on myself because I can just improve by continuing to do it. So that's one thing that my dad had instilled in me. Is there anything that stands out to you about your papa? Well, I still have my dad and I actually just talked to him and he was saying that He's having some pain in his abdomen area, and he looked on Dr. Google. <laughs> I'm kidding, but Google, and he thinks right. it might be his gallbladder, so he's going to go check that out. And I'm like, oh, don't let him take it out because then you can't eat greasy food. So, <laughs> no, Well, you can, but there's consequences. If you yeah, <laughs> well, my dad likes my lad likes his fried tortillas right. and things like that and his bacon and eggs, so... He's not going to like that if that's what it is. So I'm praying it's not. 
But I remember when we were kids, a lot of things my dad would say, but he used to say one thing, look with your eyes, not your hands. And I think the whole mindset was, it's okay to enjoy something, but if it's not yours, don't pick it up. Don't mess it up. Be mm -hmm. respectful of other people's property, you know? And so I just remembered that, you know, my dad always had fascinating, interesting things, you know, that he collected. They love antiques. So do I. But that whole mindset of just look with your eyes, not your hands, and then you're mm -hmm. not going to get in trouble. You're not going to break anything. And so it's something I remember. And he used to always say, the saying is in Spanish, but I, I can't remember the exact words, but it was, show me your friends and I'll show you who you are. And it's mm -hmm. one that I've said to my kids before, whoever you hang out with, that's who you will become, right. you know, and if you date unsafe people, you will marry an unsafe person because that's who you fell in love with. So his sayings about friendship and about who we surround ourselves also has stuck with me over the years. Yeah, that's really good. The good advice from our dads. It's amazing that these little things stick with us that, you know, and I think I've read this before, but my youngest son, because he's the only one of all my kids, because I asked my kids, do you, can you think of anything that grandpa used to do or whatever? And, and he's the only one that said, I wrote a poem about grandpa. And I think I read it here before, but I'll read it again. It's called Peaches and Honey Buns. Treat her right. Give her your life. Make people smile. It'll be worthwhile. Do good. Don't give up when it gets tough. Have honor and pride. Remember to look up. Be your best son. Don't forget the peaches and honey buns. So that's kind of a summation of what grandpa taught him. So that was kind of cool, I thought. So I wanted to share it again today. He said that he, that dot, and he said that dad taught him to work hard. Um, then the other kids, you know, they told me stuff about their dad. They didn't tell me, uh, the girls didn't tell me anything about, about, uh, grandpa, but the one thing that my oldest daughter said is, if you're challenged with the right expectations, you will succeed. She said, I have that in my notes from what dad has said to me. Mm -hmm. And she said, also, he said, never sell your instrument. <laughs> <laughs> so my husband plays lots of instruments. He plays guitar and drums and stuff. And there was one time he, he had to sell an instrument for whatever reason back in the day when we were so much younger and, and struggling. And so he told them, never sell your instruments. So that was something interesting. And um, then my youngest daughter, um, she said, dad has taught me the importance of leading by example, showing me that true leadership, uh, true leaders inspire and motivate others through their actions and integrity. And through his own resilience and determination, he has instilled in me the belief that strength is not just physical, but also mental and emotional. He taught me to face challenges head on and persevere. And dad has shared his wisdom by emphasizing the significance of always being willing to learn. He taught me the value of seeking knowledge, critically analyzing situations, and making informed decisions. He has also shown the importance of taking responsibility for my actions and their consequences, and he showed me that accountability builds character and earns respect. She wrote a lot. 
<laughs> he has taught me the importance of honesty and integrity in all aspects of life. And he taught me that maintaining a strong moral compass leads to trust, credibility, and lasting relationships. And he has taught me how I should be treated as a woman. He consistently showed me that I deserve to be valued, loved, and respected unconditionally. Through his words and actions, he has taught me to have high standards, encouraging me to never settle for anything less than I deserve in all aspects of life. Oh, and he taught me how to change oil on a car, too. <laughs> so that was her step. That is awesome. No, my oldest son didn't send me anything, and I was just talking to him because he called Dad for Father's Day, and he said, what? You're not recording on Wednesday? I thought you were recording on Wednesday. And said, I can't send anything before then. Then he texted in the group chat. I was actually working. So I guess he taught me to work harder than all of you. <laughs> so like, but, but he does have a lot of things that dad has taught him. And, and maybe I will share that as a win next time we record. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, my kids have family in town, their father and stepmother and their grandparents. So I think they're just running around doing everything. They're like, sorry, we can't come up with anything fast enough. But we were laughing because I said, how about things like when your father taught you table manners? Because their dad used to say to them, because they would eat their food and little kids do this. They eat their food, but they sit way back and then they drop it in their lap, especially liquidy things like soup and stuff. So he would say, lean over, you know, take a bite and then sit back and relax and lean over. So we used to laugh because he'd say, lean over, relax, lean over. And so, you know, that was funny. Gosh, Missy, that's what's funny about that to me is that my husband tells me that all the time when I eat right now. <laughs> Do you sit back and eat your food like this? <laughs> I, I guess I do. I guess I just, I, I don't move forward. And then he's like, eat over your plate, but move forward. Because <laughs> I'm always getting stuff on my shirts and my laps and stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> and then my current husband, when the kids were teenagers, he would tell them nothing good happens after midnight. And they're like, uh-uh, not true. Everything fun happens after midnight. If we're home by midnight, that means we had a boring night. And he'd be like, no, you had a safe night. You had a good night. So it's yeah. it's funny. I would say as they become more and more adults, that there's probably still that we could have a lot of fun, but they, they do acknowledge that, yeah. okay, we got into a little bit of trouble when we were out late and nothing to do and running out of money. We started just doing what we felt like. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. That after midnight thing, after your certain age is kind of like, I don't think it's even worth it to be up after midnight. I'm just right. so tired. <laughs> yeah. Especially now with all of them working full time and, and two of them having two or more kids, then they're just running around. So they're probably like, what? Midnight? I don't even stay up past 10 right, probably anymore. Right. They're like, midnight's when one of the babies wake me up with an ear infection or something. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's the good stuff. You know, I really do appreciate our, our dads. And I know your dad has always just been generous. His, he's got a heart of generosity. He's always been a giver. I recognized that in, in both your mom and dad. But he's taught you that. And you have inherited that from him. So there's some good stuff that our dads handed down to us. And 
And that's the one, one of the things that I see from your dad to you. So just wanted to mention that as well. Yeah. And my parents had what is their great grandchildren because they're my son's children. They had them for about a week and a half. And when those kids left, they had learned three things, respect yourself, respect others and respect property. And my parents drilled that into them all week long. And the kids are almost five, seven, and and will one will be nine tomorrow. So it's things like that, that we need the grandparents, we need the great grandparents, we need the mm-hmm. aunts and the uncles and the daddies and the neighbors, you know, to come alongside and help us raise our kids right. when they're little and help us continue. You know, when we were when we were talking to our listener, Grace, the other day, we talked about praying that when they don't listen to us as parents, that God will send somebody else yeah. to water the gospel in their hearts, you know, or mm-hmm. plant a seed in, in our adult children's hearts. There are times my kids don't listen to me, but then my parents will say it and they'll listen to them. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, one thing I wanted to bring up and mention and have our listeners pray for and about is that in this day and age that we live in, men are kind of downplayed in the media or movies or different things. It's like they're kind of made fun of. We need to pray that God would just raise up those godly manly men, that they would not have a fear that they are going to be canceled because of their strength or their moral compass that is strong and that they speak their mind. Um, I'm not talking about like abusive, masculine people, (laughs) male or female. I'm talking just about like somebody that is honoring of God and has been created and made in God's image to behave the way he behaves and to lead a woman and and protect the women and the woman and the family. Nowadays it's kind of like there's so many broken families that, that there's not that many fathers that are rising up to teach their children, teach their boys how to be men. So I think we should definitely pray for the men of America for sure and of the world. But in our country, for sure, that we I can see there's an attack against masculinity and biblical manhood. And so I really feel like we need to pray for that. Yeah, and that brings to mind, you know, because we're talking about how we help our adult children navigate this time in their life as they're transitioning to adulthood. But oftentimes we're talking to moms, other moms, because we don't really right. know the dad experience. We know the mom experience. That's why we say you've got this, mamas, because we're mamas too. But right, I if I could say something to our female women audience, I'd want to say when your husband stands up for you and he tells your adult children, that's enough, back off, you're being disrespectful, don't jump in and stand up for your kid and tell him to shut up and or get out of the way or don't tell my kid. Let him make them respect you. Let him, you know, make that the, stand. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Be the father of the house and the priest of the home. Because if you were saying, no, 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 it's okay. She wasn't disrespecting me. That's how we always talk to each other. No. If, if he mm-hmm. sees it, let him say it, you know. Right. If you're 
if your adult daughter is disrespectful, let him bring it up. If your if your sons have not been honoring you, let your husband say something. Don't right. push that down because otherwise, one day he'll get tired of standing up for you because you're just going to shame him anyway, and then he'll just let them run all over you. So right, Rob. And there are some mothers out there that don't even have that privilege to have that someone stand up for them. They're doing it all on their own, some single mothers out there. And it's it's a rough thing to do by yourself. Also, you know, I wanted to say that that is a real strategy from hell to divide and conquer. That's how the enemy does it. And so when we're standing against our husbands, then we're allowing the enemy to have a foothold in our marriage and in our family. Yeah. So we need to get on the same page with our husband and not let the children manipulate or really the enemy manipulate our lives because that's all he wants is to destroy the family and the seed and the lineage and and so on and so forth. So just be united and present a united front with your children always. And if you have disagreements, maybe talk it through in another place in private and then discuss it that way so that you can be united consistently because otherwise, there's a way that they, they manipulate and they'll weasel their way in and they'll be like, oh, dad, I'll go ask dad. Or, oh, oh, no, I'll just go ask mom because mom will say yes, even though dad said no or whatever. So, well, and it goes yeah. the same for grandparenting. You know, get on <laughs> the same page because those little boogers will, you know, try to also conquer. Well, grandma said I could have a popsicle before dinner or grandma said yeah. we could get in the pool with no adults watching us. It's okay. You know, when grammar mm -hmm. maybe didn't say that, but yeah, let men be men, you know, and, and <laughs> give them their place of honor, you know, not just right. one, day, one day a year in June, you know, with a card and a balloon and a new tie, but give them their place of honor, you know, and, and help them be honorable, bring things up in kindness, reminding them and strengthening them, not tearing mm -hmm. them down. So. Exactly. That's so good. That is so good. We don't have a long show today. We just wanted to honor our husbands and our and the dads. And so if you're a dad out there, we hope you had a wonderful Father's Day. And we just want to tell you, keep being a man of God and keep doing what you are called to do, which is to protect your family and provide for your family and to teach your family how to walk out godly standards. And we appreciate you. Yep. Let me close in prayer. Father God, we just thank you today that you give us a chance to stop and remember the fathers, the grandfathers, the uncles, the neighbors, those men in our lives who just pick up the shield of faith and they they go into battle for the families and the and the young people that depend on them. I ask that you would strengthen them and you would give them honor all the days of their life and that their pride would come from what they've learned from you, Lord, that they would be proud in their relationship spiritually with you, God, and that we as women, as moms, as sisters, as wives would come up behind them, serving alongside them, but at the same time also honoring them with, with our words and our actions. And we just yes. praise you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Today we honor our fathers, our grandfathers, our husbands, and we hope that you have enjoyed this time with us. You've got this, mamas. <laughs>